and he commanded and roused a storm wind. Good morning, Christian America. That is a verse from Psalms 107, but is it is fulfilled in the passage that we're going to talk about today in the Gospel of Mark in chapter 6. We want to get right into it this Monday, get right into the Word, get our week started off right. So grab your Bibles, get your mind ready for this one. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always with representing the Christian American revitalization effort. Now we're coming to you today. We want to be respectful for your time. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being with us. Just a few brief moments to get your week started off right as we get into scripture, as we do every Monday. So if you followed us last week on last Monday's podcast, you remember that Jesus is performing miracles with his disciples. He's establishing and has established his ministry. He is forming the disciples. He, have, he has sent them out to do works on behalf of him. They have come back and explained to him all the works that, he's, that they've done. He has fed just most recently 5,000 uh, men plus women and children. So we don't know how many that is, but he's fed thousands with five loaves of bread and two fish. And so it's in this light that we've come to you today to continue that journey through the Gospel of Mark. If you get your Bibles, turn it to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6. We're going to start on verse 45. So there was the context that led us to this passage. Um, Jesus is fulfilling Psalms 107. And so in Psalms 107, it professes that the Lord will feed the hungry and the thirsty with the righteous word. And he just does that. He, he performs a miracle by multiplying the food to feed thousands. Right after that, he goes off into a deserted place. And that's what we're going to get into today. But further down Psalms 107, if you read about it, it professes also that the Lord commands the winds. He commands the storms and rouses the, the storms. And so the Old Testament prophesizing, laying the groundwork for the what is to come for the future, for the New Testament, for Jesus to fulfill. The Old Testament, laying the groundwork and prophesizing of Jesus and his works so that when Jesus comes and fulfills that prophecy, does that work, that we are able to fully understand or as much as the human mind can fully understand as the apostles and the, and the later teachers of the church Paul, most notably, would come to understand once he's been fully realized of the power of the of Jesus himself. So let's get right into this passage and discuss it a little bit more. I, again, turn your Bibles to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6. We're going to start on verse 45, the walking on the water. Verse 45 says, when he made his disciples, then he made his disciples get into the boat and proceed him to the other side towards Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. Again, this is the crowd of 5,000 men. 
who he just fed. Then he had taken leave of them. He went off to the mountain to pray. When it was evening, the boat was far out into the sea and he was alone on the shore. Then he saw that they were tossed about while rowing for the wind was against them. About the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. He meant to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought that it was a ghost and cried out. They had all seen him and were terrified. But at once he spoke with them, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. He got into the boat with them and the wind died down. They were completely astounded and they had not understood the incident of the loaves. On the contrary, their hearts were hardened. This passage in Mark is a little bit different than the other passages that describe Jesus's walking on the water. If you remember Matthew in chapter 14, when he describes this incident, he goes into further detail. Remember, uh, we've discussed this before, that the Gospel of Mark um, is agreed upon that it is the oldest of the Gospels. And so Mark doesn't uh, elaborate on a lot of of the stories that uh, have taken place. He gets very concise, very right to the point where um, Matthew and Luke, uh, the gospel of Matthew and Luke are a little bit more drawn out, a little bit more eloquent, a little bit more um, in detailed the way they describe some of these incidents. And Matthew, uh, Peter goes and tries to meet Jesus. We won't get into that, but we did do a video on it. If you could search through the uh, through the video reels um, or the history, you can find Peter trying to walk on the water with Jesus. But the point that Matthew, or excuse me, the point that Mark is trying to make here is that the power of Jesus knows no bounds. It's almost unfathomable, even to the people who see it, people who experience it, the people that are right there with him the believers. They've been with him for some time now. They've even taken part in the power that Jesus has given them to the authority that Jesus has given to them. But yet even they are confused. Even they in this passage are afraid. Jesus comes to them and tells them what? One, he calms the storms, right? Going back to that prophecy in the Psalms of 107. He calms the storms. He has that power. He has the power of the entire world, yet he, ten, he, he can focus and he wants to focus on you individually, on these few fishermen that are in a boat, that are struggling, that are crying out. The lesson here for us, ladies and gentlemen, is that when we are surrounded by storms, when we are surrounded by trials and tribulations, when we are surrounded by a pandemic, when we are surrounded by troubles in our own life, things that seem seeming that we can't control, that we cannot control, that are completely outside of our control, we too must not look to ourselves because we would just be lost. We, were, we would just be tossed about. 
we would just be at our peril. But we should be doing what Jesus tells his followers that they should be doing. One, be not afraid. Be not afraid. Why? Because Jesus hears you. Jesus gives you and will give you what you need to overcome the obstacles which you now face. If the winds and the storms of, and the, the crashing waves of the sea, if he has power over them, then he definitely has power over whatever is going on in your life. We have to learn to give up that control, and it's not easy. I suffer with it myself. You want to control everything that you can control because the fear of letting it slip through your fingers, the fear of missing an opportunity, the fear of doing the wrong thing or having someone else destroy something that you have built or are trying to build. There's a million different scenarios. There are a million different issues that come into our lives that we want to have control over. But the honest fact is we, we can't. It's physically impossible. It's humanly impossible. Paul says that in my weakness, I am strong. Because in that weakness, in that vulnerability, if we can hand over our cares, if we can hand over our burdens to Jesus, our load will be light. Our yoke will be easy. It's counterintuitive to the human way of business. But his ways are not our ways. We are warned and guided not to lean on our own understanding, but on the word of God. This is just one more example of Jesus's power, of Jesus's might, of his ability to save us, quite literally save his followers from death, from drowning, from being tossed about, from being severely hurt, from ending their earthly life by just showing up and sitting down. The power of Jesus to be able to walk on the water. The power of Jesus to be able to turn water into wine. The power of Jesus to take five loaves of bread and two fish and multiply them and to feed thousands. The power of Jesus to raise Lazarus from the dead. The power of Jesus to drive out demons. He can drive out the demons in our lives. He can quiet the storms in our lives. He can raise the dead in our lives. Dreams that we thought were past, he can bring back to life. Ideas of who you wanted to be, who you thought you were called to be, but never really turned out right. Jesus has the power to make the time now, but we have to give him that opportunity by seeking him first, by turning to him first, 
by giving him the first fruits, to give him our attention in our lives, that we set our eyes, that we set our focus, that we set our minds, that we set our hearts, that we set our mouth so that everything that we speak, everything that we feel, everything that we think, and most notably our hands and our feet so that everything that we do is focused on him focused on the works that he has in store for us focus on the task that he has laid out in advance well in advance before he knitted us in the womb he knew us he knows us as we go out into the world this week remember that all power all glory and all honor is in the name of Jesus. It's not in us. It's not in our ideas. It's not on what we think. What we think doesn't matter. What we feel doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is whether or not we have faith in God and we follow his command. If we do that, we're going to be all right. But if we fail, if we fail to turn to him when the storms of the seas are raging all around us, when the world is facing at us and bearing down on us, if we fail to turn ourselves to Christ, if we fail to give ourselves up to him, then we will fail at whatever we do. At whatever we try, wherever we go, if we have not committed ourselves to our Lord and Savior, then what are we doing? What's the purpose? Purpose can only be found in Jesus. Meaning can only be found in Jesus. Seeking it elsewhere is a fool's errand. The power, the might, the glory are all in the name of Jesus. So if you like what we do here, if you like this message, if you want to continue to hear messages like this, continue to build a community of Christians and to build your faith with a community of Christians, we ask that you share this video. We ask that you like this video. We ask that you subscribe to this podcast, whether it be on the YouTube channel, the Good Morning Christian America YouTube channel, or on Rumble, the Christian American Community Rumble channel, um, or the podcast, audio-only podcast, anywhere that they have podcasts, all podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, Anchor. There's a whole host of them. We're on all of them. Subscribe to this podcast. Share with your friends. But more, most importantly, get into the Word of God. Get into Scripture. Understand the plan that He has for us. Bring Him into your lives and put Him first. When we do this together, we can build a community that's greater than one individual on this earth could ever be. When we have Jesus as a community, it's stronger than any individual could ever be. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a blessed week. Get out into the world. Make believers of all nations. Be a messenger for Christ. Spread the news. Spread the good news. Spread the gospel. 
spread the love of Jesus Christ. And with that, have a blessed week. Stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.